Hey y'all, I'm Melissa. And I had COVID. <laughs> Welcome to Watch for Deer. Welcome back from Christmas break, guys. We've missed you all so much. We're both so thrilled to have you all want to listen to our crazy stories each week. We hope you know how special you are. It truly means so much to us. I don't know about you all, but our Christmas was super busy. And of course, for me, it was probably one of the most unchristmassy Christmases that I can really remember. It was just so busy. And I know for you, Sam, it kind of sucked too because you were sick. Yes. I'm just ready for a new year. Yeah, I had COVID. I'm not contagious anymore, hopefully. But I still have the voice thing going on and sultry and seductive <laughs> smelly cat smelly cat remember that on friends when are they fitting you when she got sick and she started singing that <laughs> but uh yeah christmas was not great this year like yeah. i was on the couch and i've been sick for a week yeah, but sucks. i'm better now and my voice is still iffy and like i have to take like deep breaths and stuff <clears throat> so well hopefully you're you'll get you your uh, podcasting voice back before you know it. I hope so. I hope I just get my voice back. <laughs> but I do have a funny story for you. Okay. So Clinton was sitting on the porch before like we come up here. And I was like, oh, I need to go see if he's ready to come up here. So I go and I open our door, our screen door. And I go to step out. <laughs> and my leg don't work. <laughs> <laughs> And I've dropped, as Clinton says, like a sack of taters. I know when you walked in, you pulled your, as soon as you walked in, you looked at me and you pulled your pant leg up. And I was like, what? I can't see anything. And you're like, look. And I got closer and it's like all bloody and <laughs> scraped up. And I was like, what happened? And you're like, just say, wait, no. And you just put your finger up. You're like, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. wait until I push record. Like, it was so funny because... <laughs> Glenn said you dropped like a sack of potatoes and just laid in the fetal position. And I hear him go. He says, oh, God. Are you okay? I can hear him saying that. Because he's seen me fall. Do you have like a ring doorbell or anything? I do, but it wasn't plugged in. Oh, no. That would have been great. But he gets up. And he's over here. He's like, here, let me help you. I'm like, I just want to lay here a moment. <laughs> so I just lay there for a few minutes. And then he finally helps me up. He was like, my God, woman. I bet that did hurt because your porch is concrete. It is concrete. <laughs> and I've complained all day because my back has hurt me all day due to the rain. Because, you know, I'm this 40-year-old woman in a 80-year-old <laughs> body. You know what I just thought of? <laughs> I swear, and I don't know why I just thought of it. What? When you said that, when you said I'm a 40-year-old woman in an 80-year-old body, but you, but you, and you were like, oh, my back hurts because of the rain. Like, I don't, I know a lot of people believe in that, and it's absolutely probably true, but do you remember that time you, you had a wart? This is like years ago. <laughs> and you tried to get me to buy it off you yes, for a penny? for a penny, yes. And you wouldn't buy my wart. You're so into those old wives still. She comes up to me and she's like, <laughs> I have a wart on my hand. And I was like, okay. And I, we were younger. Like, it was a long time ago. <laughs> Before I had kids. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to do about it? Go get some of that free stuff. She was like, no, just give me a penny for it. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, give me a penny for it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
apparently like you can buy people's can warts buy, yep. for a penny and they'll go away. Yes. At least she believes that. That's not true. So what you do is you, so you give the person <laughs> a penny. Okay. You buy the wart and you take the penny and you hide it and you forget about it. And before you know it, your wart's gone. <laughs> So yeah, that's your... not a thing. I did not buy your ward off you because I no, don't you want did your not ward. because my ward. mother-in-law did. Thank you very much. I it didn't work. It did not work. You, know, you cannot said I don't remember. You don't have to remember, <laughs> Elise. It didn't work. <laughs> I can't remember if it did or not. But anywho, so <laughs> it didn't. There's your. <laughs> old wives tale. Your old wives She's tale. Like, Will you buy my ward? I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I've got lots of those at my sleeve. Maybe one day we'll do a podcast on old wives' tales. I'm just going to sit here the whole time with this look on my face yeah. that I have right now yeah. going really. Skeptic. Mm-hmm. Skeptic. What do you have for me today, okay. Lisa? So I have a really rough one for you today. Oh, God. <laughs> so I hope your tummy's okay. Hopefully it's, it's really just not. your respiratory system and no, not your tummy. It was all of it. COVID, it was everything. Okay. The only thing well, I maybe. didn't have, I didn't really have a fever. Okay. And I've not coughed. Hardly at all. Other than that, I had every, I had it all. All, all of it? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I, maybe this story will just help you just clear out the system. Oh, That's Lord. what we're going to, we're just going to clear out the system. So, it was a normal day at the Greater Manchester Police Department on April 16th of 1996. So, we're in the UK. All right. All right. Okay. We are flying across the ocean. <laughs> we're in a plane. We're not on a cruise ship this time. A man by the name of James Smith walked into the station, and he said that his girlfriend had drowned in the bathtub. He had tried to resuscitate her, but was unable. She was dead. James Smith was a 48-year-old unemployed divorcee. His acquaintances acquaintances described him as house-proud and well-groomed. Now, Smith had a clean record. He'd never been in any type of trouble, no, you know, parking tickets, no arrests, nothing. His first marriage of 10 years had ended in 1980 after he had been violent toward his wife. After his divorce, James met 20-year-old Tina Watson. They were only together for a couple of years when she was able to get out of the relationship. Watson recalls how Smith used to use her as a punching bag and even subjected her to beatings while she was pregnant with their child. I think you may have said something wrong. I mean, probably. But no, my ears are still stopped up really bad. But instead of relationship, it sounded to me like you said relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I think I said relationship. I think you're just COVID maybe i just COVID hearing COVID ears okay <laughs> i really thought like i'm sitting here i'm well, like i mean it was a relationship because it was a relationship so okay there you okay go. okay keep on I mean, going either way we're correct yeah it was a pretty crappy relationship pretty regardless. crappy so watson said that he would smack her across the face and even hit her over the head with an ashtray she said in the beginning it was just an occasional tap now and again an ashtray at me one time a glass ashtray <laughs> Who? I'm not going to say who, but I did. I would whoop the tar out of them. Mm-hmm. You tell me who and I'll... I'll tell I'll, you after the podcast, but yeah. I'll go at... Food across a room. Listen, I'm coming for you, Food, person. Yeah. Actually, I don't think it was me. 
I don't think it was at me, but it was just, I was there. You were there years and, and years. they ago. almost hit you? Years, years, years ago. 20 I'm, years ago. I'd have murdered them. Yeah. Nobody throws an ashtray at my best friend. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyways, go ahead. I'm going to stop with the ADHD. <clears throat> she recalled one time he even attempted to drown her while she was taking a bath. After Tina left James, he met Wendy Mottershead in 1982. Wendy was just 15 years old. James was 34 at the time. No. Not okay. No. Not acceptable, even in 1982. No. Not okay. Wendy would also be abused by James. Wendy recalled an incident when he attacked her and held her head under the kitchen faucet in an attempt to drown her. In 1993, James would meet a beautiful, dark-haired, sporty Kellyanne Bates. At just 14, Kellyanne loved sports. She was very mature for her age and always hanging around an older crowd. And this is common, as I know, like, when I was younger, I always wanted to hang around, like, the older, cooler kids. And that's just... You know, even, like, my kids do the same thing. Like, they want to hang around, you oh, know, yeah. the well, older. Like, they're just cooler. You yeah. see them as cooler. Yeah, whenever you're younger like that, mm-hmm. you want to hang out with, when you're a freshman, you want to hang out with the seniors. You want to be cool. Right. You want to be cool. Kellyanne wanted to be a teacher when she grew up. It was no surprise to Kellyanne's mother, Margaret, that when she was 16, she told her that she had an older boyfriend. Now, right off the bat, when James met Kellyanne, while she was babysitting for a friend, he began grooming her. He was so careful and secretive regarding this process that Margaret said that she had known nothing of her daughter's boyfriend for two years. Two whole years, he has groomed this young girl. 14 years old. So, at the time, she's now 16 years old. Margaret recalls the first time she met him, he swaggered down the stairs and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. She couldn't believe the age difference. James was, in fact, 48 years old to Kellyanne's 17. Good God. Margaret said she can recall seeing a bread knife on the counter and she wanted to pick it up and stab him in the back. Um, I think I can relate. What? what? I can relate. You can relate to that? I can relate to that. Like, if my girl You mean you home, can imagine that? Oh, you I can't can imagine. Relate no, I it. can't relate. No. Okay, I can imagine that. I can imagine wanting to just, like, protect your child. Especially when you see that he's 48 years old. I, She's 16. I, I don't even know what to say. I seriously don't even know what to say right now. So... He was so much older than Kellyanne, not someone that she wanted for her daughter. She had never had a thought so violent and later would wonder if it was some sort of sixth sense. After Kellyanne and James left their house, Margaret called the cops, but was told there was nothing they could do as Kellyanne was 16 and of legal age in the UK. In November of 1995, Kellyanne would move in with James. Her parents were not the least bit happy about the news, but relented under the assumption that she would keep in regular contact with them. So they're like, you know, we don't like this. We don't want you to do this, but if you feel like you have to, you call us every day, you check in, you know, let us know you're okay, everything's good. 
And Kellyanne's like, yep, sure, sounds great. Kellyanne's mother said she came for a visit once and her face was black and blue. She asked her if James had hit her, but she denied it. Most of the time, Kellyanne would speak with her parents on the phone, but eventually those calls became less and less. By December of 1995, Kellyanne had quit her job and had become withdrawn. March 1996, her parents received a birthday card and an anniversary card, supposedly from Kellyanne, but only James had handwritten in them. It wasn't Kellyanne's handwriting. It broke their hearts to see their once outgoing, spunky daughter withdraw. She had lost so much weight, she quit taking care of her appearance altogether. The bruises, the bite marks were very concerning, but since Kellyanne was considered an adult, there was nothing that her parents could do. I feel like maybe there was probably something. And and here's the thing. I've never been in this situation before. Ever. So I hope we never are. But I've, I I don't know what this I don't know what to say without sounding extremely violent. Well <laughs> But I feel like I feel like there is something that I would do. One hundred percent. I tell you what I would have done. I I, I would have murdered him. I don't... I would have beat him to a pulp. I'd still be in jail for it, but she would still be alive. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have. I just don't know if you can say that on a podcast. (laughs) Don't come after my kids. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying don't say it out loud. You'll say stuff. You're saying the stuff that you're supposed to say inside I would allegedly... Allegedly. Murder him. I would have allegedly done it. Yes. I would have led... Allegedly, allegedly, (laughs) allegedly, I would have murdered him. I just don't see how, if you know that's happening to your child, how you could not, how you can be proactive. Yeah. How you could not be proactive. I mean, a baseball bat, anything. You're incriminating yourself right now. I'm just saying, don't mess with my babies. Mama bear will come out. Allegedly. 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 Stop saying the quiet stuff out loud. I am already on the FBI watch list for my books that I buy. All right. Keep going. And stuff that I Google. They're watching me. What's up? They are watching (laughs) you. What's up? After walking into the police station, claiming that Kellyanne had drowned, Smith eventually told the authorities that he may have accidentally killed his girlfriend. How old was Kellyanne at this time? Kellyanne was 17 at this time. Oh, so so See, I they was thinking met, it was they met when she was fourteen. Yeah, for two years he groomed her. Yeah, so she was sixteen at mm-hmm. the time that she moved in with him. Right. Okay. I was for some reason I was thinking we that they were married for a couple of years. No, or something. they didn't get married. She just moved I have in. COVID brain. I have COVID. <laughs> I really do. It's okay. I got you, boo. Yeah, I really do have COVID brain. I got you. Smith told them that she was in the bath when they had went at it, and their argument became physical. She had accidentally inhaled water and drowned during the altercation. Smith said sometimes she would pretend to be unconscious. Sensing something was off, the police escorted Smith to his home. Mm-hmm. When officers arrived at the home, what they saw made it clear that her death was anything but accidental. What they discovered was truly a horrific scene. 
William Lawyer, Law, Lawler, William Lawler, the yep. pathologist. Where, where's that? Up top. Lawler. 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 L-A-W-L-E-R. Lawler. Lawler. That's very tonguey. Like, very tonguey. Let's try that sentence again, shall we? Shall. Yes, we shall. William Lawyer. Why do I want to say lawyer? What the heck? Because I don't know why. Okay. William Lawler, the pathologist who examined the body, said... In my career, I have examined almost 600 victims of homicide, but I have never come across injuries so extensive. He said it was the absolute worst case of methodical torture that he had ever seen, and it haunts him to this day. Kellyanne's emaciated body had over 150 injuries. In the weeks leading up to her death, Smith had been starving Bates and had even kept her tied by her hair to a radiator. He had burned her with a hot iron, strangled and stabbed dozens of times in the legs, the torso, and the mouth. Smith had also disfigured her body by cutting her scalp, her face, and genitals with assorted tools such as pruning shears. She had scalding to her buttocks and left leg, burns on the thighs from a hot iron, a fractured arm, and both of her hands had also been crushed. This is the very reason that they shouldn't have been like, she stopped calling, there was nothing we can do. Exactly. Exactly. You, You do something. You do something. You show anything. up. And if they don't open up the door, you go through the door. You go through the door. Yes. While on trial, the court was told that during the last month of her life, she had been bound in the house with a ligature around her neck. Her kneecaps had even been smashed so that she couldn't even walk. This guy smashed both of her kneecaps crushed both of her hands so she couldn't even walk. She couldn't leave. What was probably the most horrific was that the autopsy was that after the autopsy authorities would discover that Smith had gouged both of Kellyanne's eyes out. Presumably presumably not less than five days but not more than three weeks before her death. Another source concluded that she had been without her eyes for at least three weeks prior to her death. Why do you tell me this stuff? Is there not a, a, another story that you can tell me that's better than this one? There's lots of stories. We've not done a really rough one I, in a while. Since Fred and Rosemary West. I, God. Are you hiving again? I just don't understand why you... I have seen the pile of books that you have. On reading stuff. Yes. Can we just not go a different avenue? <laughs> I just don't understand why we can't go a, a different avenue, Elisa. Because I need to tell Kellyanne's story. It was just awful. Like, if your daughter quits texting, quits calling, quits showing up or shows up with bruises on her, 
find out what's going on. Find out what's going on. Don't just be like, eh, she became withdrawn. I, I don't even have any, I don't know what to say. They would even discover stab wounds to the empty eye sockets. You're killing me. This poor girl was put through hell. The prosecutor in the trial stated she had been starved, having lost 44 pounds, and she had not been given water for several days before her death. It was as if he was deliberately disfiguring her, causing her the utmost pain, distress, and degradation. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence. It was caused over a long period of time, and these injuries were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured the girl. While the cause of her death was drowning, it was right after Smith beat her with the shower head. Kellyanne had suffered immensely at the hands of Smith for weeks prior to her death with oh, zero chance me of her. He is dead and he died a horrible <laughs> death and it was la- it lasted forever. Because I swear, if you tell me they acquitted this man, <laughs> if you tell me, if you tell me that this man got off scot-free because of any reason whatsoever... I am done with this podcast. <laughs> so if he didn't, you better make now, something keep up. keep in mind, he had no prior record. He had no reports. Even though after this situation, I don't give these ladies a flying monkey's fart <laughs> had come, they had come he forward had. and testified about these abuse. He had a clean record. I don't care. I'm telling you. <laughs> Make up something in your head right now, Lisa, because I'm telling you, if you tell me that he got off. Just hold on to your butts. (laughs) Kellyanne had suffered immensely at the hands of Smith for weeks prior to her death with zero chance of her being able to escape, even if she wanted to. Parents, where are you at? Her hands had been crushed. Her kneecaps had been bashed in. We've already went over this. Do we have to mention it again? I just... I can't, I can't fathom the amount of pain that this girl, this child was put through. You shouldn't have to. Like, people should not have to. I cannot fathom. Because, I mean, I just fell today. I just hit my kneecap and it hurt really bad and it's still hurting. You can't. But for somebody to mash both of my kneecaps to where I can't walk, I cannot. I cannot fathom. I can't. No, you sh- I can't. Uh, you can't because you're not an evil person. I, you I can't imagine can't. that. Oh, no. Smith was charged with Kellyanne's murder, but he denied having done anything to her. Of course he did. Of course he did. You will love this. He even stated that he didn't do anything to her that she hadn't specifically asked to be done. Please tell me that he is dead. Please tell me. For over 30 years, Smith had beaten and abused the women in his life, showing a very clear pattern of repeated abuse and violence. Once the case went to trial, prosecutors laid out the torture that Kellyanne had endured over the course of a month for four weeks. 
The physical pain would have been intense, causing anguish and torment so bad to the point of mental breakdown and physical collapse. After the trial was over, the jury was provided counseling to help them deal with the distress of seeing the crime scene photos of Kellyanne. They are not for the faint at heart, trust me. Every single jury member accepted the counseling. Smith tried to argue during the trial that he indeed was the real victim. He claimed Kellyanne would argue with him and wind him up and that she was the one that drove him to kill by taunting him. He said she put me through hell winding me up. He even tried to claim oops, that Kellyanne herself had inflicted some of those injuries herself to make him look bad. However, the jury did not buy it, and after less than an hour, they came back with a guilty verdict. During the sentencing, the judge, Honorable Justice Sachs, said, quote, This has been a terrible case, a catalog of depravity by one human being upon another. You are a highly dangerous person. You are an abuser of women, and I intend... So far as it is in my power, you will abuse no more. Smith was the most sadistic, depraved monster. Smith was handed out a minimum of 20 years in prison. Uh, <clears throat> December 29th of 2020, the Mirror UK website reported that Kellyanne's mother, Margaret, had passed away. She was 65 when she passed away from respiratory failure. She had always told her family that she wanted to get back with Kellyanne. James Smith was denied parole in January of this year, 2023, with officials stating that he was just too dangerous. I hope he got some of that jail, that jail cell. That jail justice. That jail justice. I hope he gets it. I hope he's getting jail justice every single day. Every single day and every single minute. I think it's awful, though, that the people have to pay for him to be in there. That, it that is. they have to pay for him to he be should, He's too dangerous. Been. He's too dangerous to be out on the streets, except we need to keep him alive. We need to feed him and clothe him. I mean, we don't. He's not in America. Well, the UK. But, but the UK. Smith is now 74 years old. And during his parole, he stated he was a changed man. Horse. Horse monkey. He was also refused a recommendation to be moved to an open prison and stay locked up tight. Well, that was heavy. We hadn't done a heavy one since Fred and Rosemary. I didn't like that one. I didn't like it at all. You didn't like it at all? No. It was really rough. It was really rough. It was it was awful. It was awful. It was awful. And I'm sure I'm sure those parents blamed themselves. They blamed themselves. I know that I would. I mean, who's to say that maybe a little bit of the blame maybe a little bit of it? I just don't know how you can't go. Like, how can you not go? I cannot. And get her. We're from the country, and we we are very, we're very protect our own, you know? So, I can't imagine being in that situation and not doing something. Right. Anything. I just, I, I can't. To sit by idle. And watch it all go down and wonder why she's withdrawn. I just can't. 
Yeah. I mean, I hate it for her parents because I can't imagine the guilt that they had. They've, they've had to have some guilt. I don't know how you could just go on after that. Which, I mean, they tried to call the police, and in the U.K., apparently she was of age. And they said, when I was reading and researching, it said that they had also done a couple. They, they did call, and they did have the local officials go over and do some welfare checks. And I guess, like, he would allow Kellyanne to be seen from a window and kind of wave and smile like, you know, hey, I'm okay. But it's just awful. That, yeah. It's a terrible story. It's terrible. Ooh, well, let us know what you think. Email us at watchfordearpodcast at gmail.com. I know what they think. <laughs> exactly what I'm thinking right now. Oh, Samantha. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Watch for Dare Podcast. Like and follow our Facebook page at Watch for Dare Podcast. Be sure to show the love by subscribing, following on Spotify, or wherever you listen and share, share, share with your friends. Also, I wanted to include the sources that I used because, you know, I guess I should probably do that. I used dailymail.org. CO.UK. I looked at Ranker and Wiki, all that's interesting.com and crimeinvestigation.com. So there you go. If you want to go and read more about Kellyanne Bates and her horrific torture they and don't. murder. They do not. And don't go don't Google the pictures. You don't want to Google the pictures. So there's something wrong with you in your head. I'm just thorough. I'm thorough. There's just something wrong with you, Lisa. (laughs) Well, y'all be safe and And watch watch for for deer. deer and murderers.